talk about lamenting. Let's, let me show you about what happens when, when you are a meditator and you're meditating, you, you worry about things. And good, I'm glad I worry about my kids too. Now I've got 12 grandkids to worry about. He goes, but they produce feelings. When you do that type of meditation, it produces a feeling in you. And a feeling is not wrong if it's in the right place. But here's what happens with feelings. Good or bad feelings. Don't think I'm talking about bad feelings. Good feelings. You know, your, your daughter comes home. She goes, I got a good feeling. I want to marry that boy. It's like, no. <laughs> now I have a bad feeling. All right. She can have a good feeling, but that feeling is going to lead to the wrong place. Feelings alone lead to wrong emotions. It starts with a feeling. But when you think about it, when you, can, you make it like, mm, it, now it goes to a deeper level. Now it's an emotion. It is in me. It's a part of my spirit. Wrong emotions lead to wrong conclusions. That's just the way it is. Have you talked to somebody who just, you cannot talk them out of it because they've already done the process. They had a feeling, went to an emotion. Now the emotion has become a conclusion. It's their truth. Don't you love that term? It's my truth. Well, your truth changes with your situation. You know, the child that's crying because he can't get a piece of candy you know, and you go, listen, I'll give you something to cry about. I'm going to change your environment, and you're really going to cry. So feelings and emotions <clears throat> end up to conclusions, and you can't talk somebody out of a conclusion, and that wrong conclusion leads us to wrong actions. How did you make that stupid decision? You did that process right there. You live by your feelings. Feelings become your truth. Your truth becomes your new theology on how to live. And I'm going to, I am going to make and do some wrong things. The Bible addresses this. It's very, very clear. Let's take a look at what the Bible says. Second Corinthians chapter five says, for we know, and this phrase, you see it over and over in the New Testament. It says, for we know, it says, for you have decided that on a truth. This is called theology. I have decided on the truth that's written in the word of God about me and about God, about the faith. That is theology. That is where we are with, without a doubt. And, and, and in in that, we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God. So listen, if I get sick, I get COVID, you know, I'm, I'm bleh, you know, coughing and all that kind of stuff. I am sick. Back in the 80s, you know, there was a big, con you know, positive confession. Positive confession. <laughs> I'm well. And no, no, I'm going to, I'm going to go to that party because I'm okay. You're sick. Positive confession is sick. Though I'm going to be destroyed. Said so this earthly tent we live in is destroyed. We have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. No matter what's going through here, no matter what I'm feeling, no matter what I'm actually at, no matter what my truth is, 
There's one that comes after it. It's called the word of God. Be honest. Are you sick? If you want to say you're not sick and sneeze on everybody, fine. I remember that we had the Boyce wedding at my house. It went from the Boyce wedding to the super spreader of COVID, and I was the spreader. The next day I had COVID, and two days later, everyone else had COVID. <laughs> there is, a, there is a, a reality for now, for you, but it's temporal. And then there's a truth that's eternal. And we guess what? We live in the temporal. We, right now, I may not feel good. I may not think good about myself. I may be in sin. I may be whatever. But that's the truth for right now. But the eternal truth is I'm born of God. And I have an earthly I have an earthly place I live, but I'm going to have a heavenly one that's a reward. Don't be afraid of your feelings or how you feel. It's, I, guess what? Right now, that's who you are. You go, I'm going to be somebody different. No, you're not. You know, for 10 minutes, but tomorrow you're, you're kind of me, you're back the same. Uh, but you know what? Here's who I am right now. I'm not happy about it, it ain't pretty. But let me tell you the truth. God has called me to something that I'm not. All of a sudden, these words of how my feeling lose power because I've moved into the supernatural when I speak words that are going to be eternal. It changes everything. It changes something in me. It doesn't, my feeling doesn't make it to an emotion. Because I've turned it. I've recognized the truth. I'm not, try, I'm not trying to fool myself or say some magic potion so I'm not sick or I'm not this person. I'm stating the eternal, forever truth. Amen. And it, 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 it shoots this thing in the hip. And it goes down. And you see, it's even clear yeah, as we go on. It says, meanwhile, we groan. He's talking about, oh, we've got this place in heaven. He goes, but meanwhile, what's my emotion? What's my feeling? Hey, good. We groan, longing to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling because when we are clothed, we will not be found naked. We're naked. We get embarrassed. We do things we shouldn't do. For while we are in this tent, we groan and are burdened. So he's being the light of the world. People, people read this, they just see the light. Because this is temporal. This is temporal. It's just how I'm feeling right now. But there's a day that's called eternity, and I'm not going to be in a tent. I'm going to have, I'm going to be dressed in a robe of righteousness. Right now, I'm in a tent, and when it rains, things get wet. <laughs> you know, the, the, the dew is coming through. This is a tent. And I groan. 
and my clothes are damp. But there's a day, there's this day, where a robe is placed on my shoulders. One that I didn't deserve. But someone won that robe for me. Wow. Because we, because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling, so that what is mortal may become, be swallowed up by life. Our feelings, when you speak theology, what you learn about God in God's word. This is a wonderful, you usually say we're theology people, oh gosh, not theology. <laughs> no, I live by the spirit. Let me tell you, theology is the foundation to release you to do things in the spirit. To do things according to God. Because it, theology says, this is how God is. This is the person of God. This is the, this is the purpose of God. And he is this way. So that when you think you're being led, because there's a lot of emotions in being led by the Holy Spirit, because there's other spirits. Because this sounds really weird, the, the, what I feel like the Spirit's trying to tell me to do. My theology is this, this, that. If, yeah, no problem with it. And I can be released to do this new work. Because it says in the last days, and this is the last days, that God's work is going to look like the old and something new. Unless I know the old, I will not be confident to step out in the new. We need to embrace what the Bible says about God and speak words like that. Be honest about your feelings. Be... There's nothing wrong with your feelings. God gave you feelings, but he told you not to be ruled by them. Have them. Be ruled by the word of God. Your safety, you're safe in, in, in these, these borders. Well, <clears throat> oh, we have 10 minutes. <laughs> Pastor Peter's not here. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I hate it when people go in. How do you feel? I feel like crap. Does that look like the light of the world? <laughs> I, I had somebody who knew what I was going through. Let me tell you, this has been a tough year for our family. We had three family members, close family members, who were diagnosed with cancer. And that's rough. These are your children. You go to sleep. You think about it. You pray about it. You get up. You pray about it. You have bad dreams about it. Then when you're talking to people, you go, who knows? Who doesn't? I mean, it's just, it's just rough. I'm meditating on all this stuff all night long. So someone asked me, he goes, hey, how's it going? They go, oh, it's great. No problem. He goes, liar. Yeah, you're right. You caught me. <laughs> I don't want to be a liar either. So here, I, and I've done this. I've done this. People saying, how are you feeling? And look, you want to know what I know. I'll tell you what I know. God's alive. And he's concerned. And he's watching my family. Well, tell me how you feel. Let me tell you what I know. 
what I've learned, the nature that I've seen in the Bible about God. That I know. I've made a decision. That's what I know. I don't question that. I question my feelings because if the situation changes, so do my feelings. So do my feelings. Are you with me? Yeah. Okay, because it gets even better. <laughs> oh, and it's, it, it, and too often in conversations with believers, leaders, with leaders, they have allowed how they feel, how something impacts them, decide their theology about God. It's like, God gave you feelings, but he really is not ruled by your feelings, and neither shall you, should you be. But it just doesn't feel it. I'm like, I don't know if I love my wife. I don't know. Yes, feelings. I was there when you said, and for better or for worse, and guess what? It's worse. It's feelings. They did this, they didn't do that, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, what does the word say you need to do? That I know. Do I have wrong feelings? Yes, I do. Do I have wrong emotions? Absolutely. But I know. I just disarmed the power of feelings. But I know. I know this. And guess what? The more you study the word, the more you go to a class, the more times you hear someone teach about who God is, the bigger the caliber of your gun to shoot your feelings. It says, constantly feed on the word of God. And because you make the decision of what you know, it's eternal words. They're powerful words. I mean, every time I say this, when, when Jesus, I just said power in the very words that Peter said when Jesus said to Peter, he goes, who do you say I am? He goes, people say you're the teacher, you're a prophet. He goes, no, 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 no. What do you say? He's saying, what do you know? What have you decided to be your truth? He goes, you're the Christ, the Holy One of God. Peter's doubt, Peter's stupid decisions just got shot because the eternal word of God. Those words were true before this earth was born and, and will be here once the new heaven comes. Those words are eternal. That feeling has lost power on you. It's a real feeling. But you know this. I don't feel that. That's why I am, but I know whom I serve. It goes even deeper. I like in Proverbs. We're going past that. Proverbs 19.2, desire or passion 
without knowledge is not good. Let me tell you, the most powerful, you have to have desire. Yeah, I mean, it says to desire gifts. It says you, you'd have passion for this. That is perfect. But it has to be on the foundation of good theology. Without it, without knowledge, it is not good. You kind of, you can, you can have something really good and just, and, and it just spins off like a crazy firework. Can't control it. Keeps you safe. Knowing who God is. And you always come back to that regardless. Regardless if you're a positive thinker, regardless if you're a, you know, an optimist, you need to have knowledge with that or else it's going to go bad too. It has the potential of going just as bad as the negative. Faith is what eventually should give birth. Faith must go, first go before and then the feelings will follow. So what happens is you start with a feeling, your reality, your truth. You ended up, this is God. This is where I stand. I stand on the eternal. And then guess what? A new feeling shows up and it's the right one. You're not drug off. You're not double. Double-minded means I feel this way today. I feel that way tomorrow. That's double-mindedness. Because when you're double-minded, you're just thrown any way of what the situation comes. Whatever wave comes by, you get tossed that way because that's a feeling. But when you stand on this and you move in knowledge, a new feeling comes. So, there's three, uh, we're, we're looking in Psalms, there's 16 Psalms, that, and David wrote most of the Psalms, not all of them. But in the Psalms, 16 of them are called lament Psalms. And then the others are called praise Psalms. In a lament Psalm, <clears throat> it has three aspects. And, 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 and I've, I've written down the lament psalms at the very end if you want to take a picture of it and read it because I want you to write your own psalm. If you're a person who right now is like, I've got this feeling I can't get past it. I've got these people who you know, are trying to hurt me. You need to read what David said and write your own. Pray your own. Let's look at it. It has three aspects, three elements to lamenting. It says, Tell God how you feel. You know, most people go, Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. And that's this, you're not allowed to say anything negative. You know, this person who's just hurt you, stole you, stole your house, stole this, stole this. Lord, I love them and just bless them. And you know how I pray? God, could you send a lightning bolt in between the eyes? Between the eyes. It may not be right, God, but that's how I feel. You can't talk that way to God. Oh, you haven't heard David talk to God. Oh, my gosh. Talk about honest if it's how you feel, God, I feel like crap and I feel like everyone in my life is crap and I'm constipated. 
That's the truth. You want God to be truthful with you, but you don't want to be truthful with him. He knows how you feel. He gave you feelings. He allowed it. He said, just don't be ruled by it. Don't make decisions by it. Don't be double-minded by this temporal thing right now. So the first thing is, tell God how you feel. Second is, ask for help. Lord, all I see is crap. I look around this room, crap, 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 crap. And that's being nice. Help. And then he mentions the eternal God and his nature. But you, O oh Lord, you come to my rescue. I don't know how. I don't know when. Let's just test this. Let's take a look. And a lament to God, you start with a real feeling and end with a real truth. Start with your truth. But when you speak the eternal word of God after it, you find the real truth. You shoot the other in the leg, and he's not going to go too far. Psalms 13. This is the honest, and you know what this is? This is, for some of you who know this, this is actually the festivus, the airing of grievances. Okay, this is your airing of grievances. You just got to hold the pole and you can tell any, anything you want to to God about how upset you are. So and this is David. How long, Lord? That's his full statement. That was just out of his gut. Does this sound like he's going to praise? Will you forget me forever? Who here talks to God that way? God, are you going to forget me forever? You haven't answered anything I've asked. That's pretty honest. You know, your voice needs to be heard even if it's wrong. Because that's how you feel. So get that junk out of you. And say it to God. It's called lamenting. It's Festivus Day. Will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? <laughs> Most people are going, oh, Lord, I, I'm not seeing you. I'm you're, you're not getting it. David is hurting. And he's honest. How long must I wrestle with my thoughts day after day? He's meditating on all the crap. Day after day, have sorrow in my heart. How long will my enemies triumph over me? That's honest. That's tough for a lot of us to get that honest with God. Well, he'll strike me down. Let's look at the ask. Here's the ask. Next verse. Look on me and answer. That's not pretty nice. Answer my, my pity party. Answer, answer my pity party. Look on me. 
and answer. Lord, my God, give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death and my enemy will say, I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall. It's a pretty good ask. Still honest, but he's asking. Verse four, five. But I trust he's speaking eternal. He's gonna speak theology. But I trust in your unfailing love. That's truth. Who he is, my heart rejoices. Who he is. Not how I feel. Who you are. I just put another shot in feelings. Who he is. Is my, my heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praises for he has been good to me. Entire lament right there. Be honest. Be honest. God, I don't even know. I, I don't know if I've ever heard your voice. How long am I going to stay here? I'm sorry, we've gone over. Crystal is going to rat me out. <laughs> this is Horatio Spofford. He wrote a song that all of you know. He, um, had, he was a very uh, wealthy real estate uh, guy in Chicago. He lost millions in the Chicago fire three years later. In 1878, they had a depression for a couple of years. He lost even more money on that. He told his family, his wife, and his four little girls that we're going to go to Paris and just get away from all this junk. So they get to New York. He, puts, he gets a note saying he's got to rush back to Chicago to sign some papers. Has to. And so he sent his family on their way. He goes back to Chicago. He goes to get on the boat uh, to follow him a week later and he finds out that boat was hit by an English cutter and his four girls drowned. His wife survived. He wrote a song after this loss. I might have to have some. <laughs> when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea bellows roll. I don't know if you've seen the waves coming in. There's one after the other, after the other. Whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say. It is well, it is well with my soul. I mean, it goes on. Those Satan should buffet through trials, though trials should come. Let this 
bliss, blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless state and has shed his own blood for my soul. My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, is it's nailed to the cross and I bear it no more it is well this I feel this I thank you God These things I've spoken unto you that in you might, you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. There's a small group questions. I didn't have room to fit. Write your own lament. If this applies to you, if the, if the Lord has touched you today with this word, read those. See the pattern of it. If you've read Thomas Akempis, a monk in the 1500s, wrote the same way. Write yours. And it changes with how your feelings are this month to this week. Let's stand. Oh, Heavenly Father. Thank you for emotions, feelings. Some, a lot of them are good. But Father, we thank you for your eternal word of who you are. Strengthen us and give us opportunity to discover more about you so that we can say, this I know. But this I know. Oh, Heavenly Father, we just cry help. That's our ask. That's our ask. Help. Help us to see it. Help us to discover this. And we say this in your Son's holy name. Amen. Amen.